0: If we wish to use a uh, particular object to help focus the attention, there are many, many different things that we can use. The natural rhythm of our breathing is one of those. And uh, the walking meditation, the feeling of our feet meeting the ground as we walk, as we stand at the end of the path. The sensations in our feet. Another set of objects we can use. As a, an alternative that can be used both while we're sitting or walking or at any time, really, while we're carrying out our uh, daily duties of cleaning or tidying or vegetable chopping informal formal times or formal times. If you listen closely, attending to the faculty of hearing, uh, for many people, it's possible to discern in the, the background of our hearing, behind the sound of my voice, or behind the sound of the birds chirping outside. If we listen, we might be able to discern a steady, continuous background, inner sound, like a high-pitched ringing tone, like the white noise of a, a speaker. If you listen carefully, listen closely. See if you can discern this. There's no beginning or no end. So it's just there. The continuous of silvery fluid presence running in the background of our hearing. Some of you might be very familiar with this, others might not have a clue what I'm talking about. You bring the attention to the to the world of hearing, listening. See if you can notice that. In the silence of the room, it's a continuous inner sound that gently, steadily reverberates. That's why it's also known as the sound of silence. It's what we hear when there's no noise apparent coming through our ears. If you are able to discern this inner sound, then this is something that we can use as a, uh, a meditation object, just like the breath. Like the breath, it's not something that's personal. It's just a, a function of our, our living system. It's ever-present, like the breath. It doesn't... You can't forget to breathe and suddenly remember half the day later, oh, I didn't inhale today. The breath happens on its own. Similarly, this inner sound, known as nada in Indian languages, Sanskrit, just means sound. we wish to use uh, it as a concentration object we can bring it to the forefront of attention letting that sound fill the space of our awareness It's listening. I like the breath it's non-personal we don't... Uh, find any particularly attractive qualities to it. It's not compelling or exciting, but it's ever-present, like the breath. But perhaps even more helpful than the the breathing, it's not subject to personal control. With the breath we can choose to de to make a deep breath or a shallow breath, long breath or a short breath. With respect to the inner sound, to the sound of silence, personal will has no effect upon it. You can't decide to make it louder or softer. You can't make it stop or start. Will of the individual has no effect upon it. You can either pay attention to it, or not. So this uh, is a very helpful way of cultivating the quality of receptivity. Its presence is something that the mind receives, it knows. It's not something that I am in charge of, I am doing, I am controlling. The I am has no vote, no purchase, no traction with the inner sound. So it helps to support that quality of perfect receptivity. Open. Attentive. Not me in command of anything. Me doing anything. Me getting anything. Just like a beam of sunlight through the window or a sound of a bird, the inner sound is not something that we can own or possess or keep, but it's present. So we can use its presence to help us develop, sustain attention to the present reality. It also has a... uh, A way of working whereby, if you concentrate on it, it helps to make the mind a little brighter. It has an energizing effect. So that the more you fix the attention upon it, the easier it is to fix attention. It has a a positive feedback loop. The more you concentrate, the easier it is to concentrate if you use it as an object. Uh, Some people, uh, when we speak about this inner sound, have no perception of it at all, no feeling for it or sense of what this is referring to. If you're feeling left out or inadequate in yet another way, another thing I can't do, uh, thank you very much Ajahn, then, you know, please don't feel left out. Just if this, if this is a a, a a perception that's apparent, then we can put it to work. Sometimes it's not felt or not perceived as a sound, but uh, sometimes people who have developed more body awareness, like yoga teachers or dancers people whose life is focused around the whole body and body awareness, and rather than being discerned as a sound, it's felt as a vibration in the body. A kind of scintillating texture, a subtle vibration through the fingertips, the chest, the heart, the whole physical being and discern this kind of gentle oscillation, vibration. If you're a graphic artist, I know one time I was teaching this on a retreat to someone who was a a, a graphic artist and he said, I don't hear it as a sound, Ajahn, but I see it all the time. So he perceived it as a kind of vibratory quality and oscillating quality of the visual field. If I pay attention, then everything I see has this um, subtle, oscillatory, subtle vibration to it. The edges are not so sharp. There's a, a subtle movement, a vibration that is is there in every texture, every form. So this is something we can explore. See how the, the system of our own life, our own body, our mind, how it might discern this. For myself, I hear it as a sound. I can hear it now as I'm speaking to you. Uh, I've been using it for Decades as a meditation object, so it's very easy to perceive it from from my side. But we can use it as a, uh, a a concentration object if we're able to discern this vibration. But we can also use it as a support for insight meditation, for the quality of. Open awareness. Again, if we're able to discern its presence, rather than fixing on it as a single object and deliberately excluding everything else, as we would do for an objective concentration, we can let the focus become more broad open inclusive so that the the sound the the nada sound is a background like a, a wallpaper of a room all around us against which the action of the room is perceived a background screen against which the the films of our mind's projections, our perceptions, are displayed. Well so there in the background, just as as I'm speaking and choosing these words, I can hear the sound in the background. We can let the the presence of the nada sound be a, a way to help us sustain a perspective on the rising and passing of of feelings in the body, thoughts, moods, external sounds, sights. It's there as a reminder, helping the <coughs> the heart to recollect? This is just the patterns of nature arising, ceasing, taking shape. That's all. Organic patterns of change, coming and going. That are uh, anicca transient, uncertain. Dukkha, incapable of satisfying. Anatta, they have no owner. They're not me or mine, not who and what I am. In this way, the presence of the nada sound, this inner, inner sound can be a, uh, a reminder. Its gentle, subtle, continuous presence, beginningless, endless, can be a, uh, a way that we keep all other perceptions, thoughts, feelings in context. Helps us to remember, oh, this is <clears throat> just a movie that's being played. we notice the screen behind it it's just a film just a picture just a story and then the heart holds it in a different way sees its empty insubstantial non-personal quality It's also a uh, a good symbol in the in the sense world, in the conditioned perceptual world, of the Dhamma itself, apparent here and now, timeless, encouraging investigation, leading inwards. These are all adjectives, descriptions that you can apply to the the inner sound as well, so it's a good symbol in the sense world of that which is beyond the senses, that which is transcendent, the Dhamma itself. Now the thinking mind or the curious doubter might want to take hold of this inner sound, this vibration, create a theory about it. It's the music of the spheres. It's the buzzing of my nervous system. It's the microscopic cilia, the little hairs down in my eardrums that are just doing their residual electrical firing. That's what this is. It's the song of the universe. We can come up with scientific or practical or poetic imaginative descriptions of what it is. but We don't have to have any kind of particular definition or explanation. Like... The breath itself, we can see it as a simple biological function or a symbol for the the pulsation of the universe, the cosmic cycles. You can project something onto it, or not. But there's really no need. Just like the breath, we don't have to dwell upon its biological nature or its symbolic nature. You can just use its presence to help you wake up. So too with the inner sound, this inner vibration. We don't have to have a story or an explanation. We can just let its presence help us to awaken. That's its great blessing. I was just teaching in Spain. The word nada in Spanish means nothing. So it uh, becomes a little complicated to talk about. So this nada is not nada. This sound is not nothing. Nada no es nada. If we can hear it, we can discern that, feel that, then we can let its gentle presence be a a wake-up call, an encouragement. To remind us of the Dhamma, to use its, its quality to Strengthen our attention. To be a symbol of the, the Dhamma itself, also. The the nothing which supports everything. But if it's something we can't hear, or the, the mind gets resentful, oh, he's talking about the sign of silence again, I still can't hear it. <laughs> I'm a failed meditator, I know it to take that that perception and say, well, this is just the mind saying, I'm a failed meditator. That's all. It's just another thought. No thing is absent from the universe. How could it be? So if this inner sound is not something we can perceive, then simply use the, the other feelings of the body, the rhythm of the breath, other useful presences to help bring about the same kind of arousing, inspiring, energizing. We use what's available. If it's not available, we can't use it. The Buddha, Dhamma and Buddhist practice is essentially practical. Not trying to work with how things should be, how we ought to be, but how it is. So if this is not something that you can perceive or make use of, fine. Just leave the, the concept aside. If it is something that we can use, its presence supports the practice and put it to work. As always, moment by moment, the choice is up to us.